Welcome to episode 117 of the Voice in Education podcast. My name is Julie Daniel Davis, and today I want to talk to you about the week I've had in voice. Wow! Um, Project Voice was both in person and virtual this week. I had the opportunity to actually attend the in-person event in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And um, maybe at any given time, there are probably 50 people in the room. But what I realized is just how much I had missed the opportunity to really have face-to-face, one-on conversations with people in the industry. And without this sounding too cheesy, The emotions I had when I left were surprising to me. Like how much it meant to me was really surprising to me. And I think maybe we're all in a place that we've been doing this for so long um, virtually that we've forgotten how the beauty of meeting face-to-face. So I just wanted to share that, first of all, Kudos to Bradley Metrock of always being able to find and to lift up people in the industry who are new or who might be considered fringe. I met a lot of new people, which was really cool. New players and then some of the main players were there. But I love the way that Bradley always brings new players um, to the game. And so while in the past I started thinking about how much Project Voice has really um moved around the ideas of the Google Assistants and the Bixby's and the um, um, Alexa devices, what I'm really seeing in this last one was just how uh, more varied the conversations were. And it filled a tank inside of me that was, I would consider very, very empty. I was at a place that I was just constantly questioning what's next for voice. Is there any reason for me to keep doing this podcast? What's going on? But between the new connections and the new ideas and just, I think almost like a rebirth for me of uh, reigniting my passion for what I believe voice can do. When I hear what it's doing or what it's striving to do in other industries, I can't help but be excited about that. Um, Recently, I've had several people say uh, that I am a pioneer in the voice for education space. And while the view that comes into my head when I think of a pioneer woman uh, isn't exactly what I wanna be known for, uh, it is uh, quite an honor to think that I've been in this space long enough to um, really see the changes and how the industry is shaping. Sometimes when you're part of an industry and you're not part of it on the ground floor, you don't see um, how critical certain changes and buyouts and new ideas are going to impact the future. And so I feel like It's given me a vision that maybe other people haven't been able to have, and I'm thankful for that. So then I'm I'm left with what's next for me. Where am I? What am I trying to do? Um, I'm still trying to figure out how we can use voice assistance in the classroom. Still firmly believe that that's something that should happen, and um, 
because I do see the value there. I still strongly believe that there will be a voice assistant that enters the place specifically for education. And I'm still firmly hoping that it's exactly what education can benefit from. But the thing I think I'm, I, I see myself really focusing on right now are the ethics of voice are less specifically artificial intelligence. And I tweeted something this week after attending these events and, and just other things going on in my life where I realized that um, ethics need to pay, play a major role in the way we educate forward. And sure, colleges have ethics courses and certain majors you have to do ethics, but I think we're beyond that. And as I tweeted this week, I think it's imperative for the K-12 um, world to not only be teaching about artificial intelligence, like not just how to create it, but how to think critically about its function in society. Uh, we are raising a generation right now, no matter what job they are, they are in, I believe artificial intelligence is going to touch that job in some way. And so, I believe more than ever, it's important that we be speaking into this space to prepare these people for the, their future ahead. Um, I was in a conversation at the face-to-face -face Project Voice, and I said out loud to a couple of people, one of the things that worries me the most about where this uh, voice technology is going is that it could be really confusing for a young child to not know the difference between what is real, what is a real person that they're talking to, versus what is um, artificial intelligence. And I was astounded by the answer I received for multiple reasons. First, the answer was, well, that's because you are old. Wow. You don't say that to a woman and get away with it very well. But I let it slide because I started thinking, well, is it because I'm old? And I would hate to think that we just accept this merging of technology and person as okay, no matter how old I am. I hope that we can um, help children to realize that they are, the way they were created just as themselves is valuable in this world. And no additional artificial intelligence, or for that matter, no additional enhancements to the way they look um, is going to change the relevance or the reason behind the value of who they are as a person. And so I guess I'm really striving right now to say, guys, let's not forget that we don't want artificial intelligence to just happen to people. We want them to critically think about it. One of the main topics over and over again that I heard this week at Project Bo Voice, both face-to-face -face and in the Project Voice Worldwide that was uh, virtual, was the topic of ethics. I think we're all kind of on the edge of if we're not going to make this trustworthy technology, if, if we can't build that trust, um, if we're not customers or third-party developers or developers of different platforms that are not creating trustworthy platforms, then we've got a problem. And I think with that trustworthiness 
comes an open and authentic conversation about the ethics of artificial intelligence. I don't think it has to be a recreated will for voice, maybe just a will that needs to be um, adjusted for specifics. That being said, if you are a person in education who uh, helps to decide what the curriculum looks like um, for your district or for your school or even for your classroom, I believe you would be remiss if you are doing nothing more than having a debate about the value of artificial intelligence and allowing students to really think critically about not only its function right now in terms of an algorithm that might be helping them with uh, learning in a ed tech platform, but also how it's going to impact them in the future as a person, personally, but also as an employee of the future. Um, so I, I have all the bells and whistles and spidey tingly senses tingling about this topic and a little fearful of an answer when I say, this is what I worry about, and someone else says, that's because you're old. It's not going, I mean, the future, this is the way the future is going to be. I'm not okay with that. Um, and I hope there's more people out there that agree with me, that we can always see this as an add-on to a valuable person and not where there's a fine line where we don't know what is person and what is a computer anymore. Um, maybe I'm thinking way too out there, but being a, a visionary or a pioneer woman, uh, that's where I'm at in terms of how it's going to impact the children of our future. This is Julie Daniel Davis signing off.